A business is no longer what it tells customers it is. A business is what customers tell other customers it is. You have to be remarkable. And when you do remarkable things, then that allows customers to remark about you. It creates a remark-able business. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we're TNLZ. We've known each other since 2005 and have had the privilege of working together for a decade. We've grown a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list for six years running. LZ and I have learned a lot along the way and have made some great friends. For the one next step, we are inviting them onto the podcast to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. Today, we are talking with someone who is highly respected both in the for-profit and nonprofit world, Jeff Henderson. He is extremely accomplished and knows a lot about marketing. Today, he will be talking with us about a concept most entrepreneurs think about as they are launching. However, the concept usually gets left behind in the hustle and bustle of a task-oriented workplace. Yes, those early days when you are trying to get your feet off the ground, you may not have the time or more importantly, the cash flow for your team to strategize and plan big. So you are just making the thing or providing the service. What leaders fail to focus on is what are the true needs of our customers? How can we meet them where they are? And the biggest concept, why doing good is just plain good business. Jeff was recently named by Forbes magazine as one of the 20 speakers you shouldn't miss. And I can tell you he's spoken at Belay, mm-hmm. and we couldn't agree more. He has led multiple churches, worked in marketing at Chick-fil-A, for the Atlanta Braves, Callaway Gardens, and Lake Lanier Islands. He's launched many organizations and most recently started The Four Company, who helps businesses, churches, and organizations grow. Those are some pretty amazing accomplishments, <laughs> and he's got the stories to go along with them. Jeff even wrote a book, and I am thrilled to read it, titled Know What You Are For, a growth strategy for work and an even better strategy for life. I'm excited to hear what Jeff has to say about leading our companies and how the right marketing strategy will not only show your customers you care, but how it can help your business thrive. Listen as we talk with Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Trisha, Lisa, it's great to see you. Always great to be back with Belay. You're a fan favorite at Belay, so <laughs> we're totally. glad you're back. <laughs> well, I, the last time I was with y'all, remember when we used to get in a room and we could actually do <laughs> Oh, um, like in person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Brian and Shannon Miles in the cheerleading outfits. I, I loved it. So oh. that was awesome. Yes. Well, I just shared the cow story is one of my favorites, but something that that's actually very practical is your notes of gratitude still stays with me from the last time that you joined us at Belay. So thank you for always imparting your wisdom. Well, I I love what y'all do. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get started, I would love, we're going to put you on the hot seat and ask you to share a fun or interesting fact about yourself. What about you, Jeff? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I, like I told you before we recorded, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not the fun one in my marriage. My wife is the fun one. But, and I, and I don't have this because you're going to go, oh, no, everybody says that. But I literally have the world's ugliest driver's license picture. And anytime <laughs> I share that with people, they're like, no, 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 you should see, see mine. So what I've done is I have a driver's license competition. So I And this isn't actually my current one. This is This was back in college. And every time I've I've shown this picture, I always win. Because when people go, no, my driver's license picture is uglier. I'm yeah. like, all right, you ready? I'm a former pastor, so I should I probably should bet money, but I don't. But I was, <laughs> like, oh, I so let me tell you how bad this driver's license picture is. When I got it renewed, they don't let you keep your old or they used not to let you do this, keep your old license. But this picture was so bad, they cut it in half, and the guy gave me this picture back and said, Oh my gosh. I think you need to keep this. We don't want to keep it. So, um, awesome. so, so I don't I, want that to be I done. feel like you're leaving us hanging. Like we well, need to see I, this thing. <laughs> that's why I said I, I probably should come up with other because I can't show you. I will say this I, I actually worked my uh, my first sports marketing job was with working with the Atlanta Braves. And I worked when back in the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium days. And so that was in the Freddie Braves fans, Dale Murphy, Phil Necro, who yeah. just recently passed away. So, um, but I, I loved sports and loved baseball. Yeah. And so, but that stadium no longer exists because as you well know, in Atlanta, we blow up stadiums. Every- <laughs> right. I know. So dramatic, you Atlantans. <laughs> so dramatic. We can't stay with you guys for long. We've built more stadiums than we've won championships here in the city of <laughs> We keep hoping that the stadium is the key to the championship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you build it, they I will say. come. Right? But but you know what they say? A poor craftsman will always blame his tools, right? <laughs> oh, nice. Teresa pulling out the craftsman quote. I know. So good. <laughs> Oh, well, talking about good, um, <laughs> what exactly do you mean by the quote, doing good? Well, doing good is good for business. I think that's a great strategy for businesses mm-hmm. right now. And what I mean by that is when you do something good, customers can comment back to you and will, they, will, they will tell your friends. And here's why this is important. When it comes to business, I know this kind of sounds like something a, a former pastor like myself would say. <laughs> what, what does this guy know anything about, you know, business or marketing? But I spent, you know, first part of my career in business, then in nonprofit, and now transitioning to help businesses and churches. And when it comes to a business, this is true for a church, but, but a, a business is no longer what it tells customers it is. The business is what customers tell other customers it is. It all goes back to word of mouth advertising. You have to be remarkable. And when you do remarkable things, then that allows customers to remark about you. It creates a remark-able business. And so when you do good, people notice it. And it it doesn't take an extraordinary amount of doing good. I remember uh, when I worked at Chick-fil-A and and Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, uh, said that he went to the Rich Carlton and, and they said, when he said, thank you, they said, my pleasure. And he said, hey, I'm going to take that. Mm-hmm. And that those two little words over time, just my pleasure, it was a different take. It was honoring people in a different way. And that was a small way of doing good. And so for me, one of the things I really believe, you know, when you look about the nonprofit and the for-profit world, just the way we talk about that, mm-hmm. over here you have for-profit you know, Belay is for profit and over here. We're for purpose. No, no, you can be for both. And that's one of the things I love about your organization 
is that there's a purpose behind it. And the more purpose you have, the more profit you'll have. And the more profit you have, the more purpose you can fuel. And so I think this whole idea of purpose and profit traveling together, I think it's the future of business. Yeah. Yeah, People want to like who they do business with, right? Like, I mean, you you just want to like them. You want to believe that their purpose and their passion aligns with yours. And so I don't think anybody says, I want to go buy something or work with the company that does bad. Like that's not, I mean, right, that just doesn't right. ever come up. Like Nobody I want to work with those experience. people yeah. that are just shysters. Mm-hmm. Let me work with them. <laughs> that's who I want to give my hard earned money yeah. toward. Or have a, lack, well, a lackluster experience, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like who wants to be mediocre? Nobody wants to brag about being mm-hmm. me- a mediocre organization, right? You, you want to be, to your point, remarkable. You want to be standout. Mm-hmm. And even just having that as your purpose to say, like our goal is to be an exceptional organization that provides and exceeds people's perception of who we are. And then to your point, Jeff, who you think you are is great, but what other people think you are is the truth. And perception really is reality. Right. That's why I love just working with business leaders like yourself. And uh, in fact, I I think I was accused sometimes as a pastor of being a, a marketing person disguised as a pastor, but I just have so much respect for business leaders like yourself. An example would be Dana Spinola, who launched Mm -hmm. the Women's Boutique Fabric. And they have a key performance indicator every day that they have to measure or actually report back to the home office. And that is, what did you do to wow the customer? You have to deliver wow to at least one Mm -hmm. customer. So it's not just your sales report for the day, but what was your wow? And that that moment of wowing a customer and, and knowing that you have to do it every single day that's that's a challenge, but it does over time, it does add up. Yeah, I love that. So let's say you're on board and you believe, you know, everything you're saying to be true, right? This is very easy, right? Like, okay, I, I see how having purpose and doing good in my organization helps my business. Can you give us some how to, some how will, how can and will an organization do good to help them achieve their goals and grow as an organization? Absolutely. Well, the good news is, and I think this is a good, it's challenging, but it's good news. Research, when you look at marketing research, it's showing that the younger you go in the demographic, the more they're they're asking, what are you doing to help make our community a better place? What are you doing to make the world a better place? In fact, my friend David Butler, who was the innovation director at Coca-Cola, he's now the chief global marketing director for Kids too. They do baby Einstein. Hmm. So they're looking at young moms, young parents, and right. young demographic. And he was he was the first one actually that I sent my book to. It was kind of like Winnie and I only have two kids, but it's like our third child. Here's my third <laughs> child, my book. Tell me, David, so I'm waiting, you know, to get this, you know, feedback from David. And he said, This is the this is the not my book is the future, but he goes, What you're talking about is the future mm-hmm. because People are asking the question, what are, what are you doing? But it, yes, can it be philanthropic? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Uh, an example of this, I tell small business owners, one of the best things that you can do for our community, if you, if you can afford to do this, is hire people, pay them as well as you possibly can, because that's going to flow to the community. In other words, one of the best things that you can give our community is a healthy business. And one of the ways you change the world and one of the ways you improve the world is one community at a time. So you have to ask the question, how do communities improve if we want to improve the world? Well, there's lots of ways. Mm -hmm. But specifically, I think you have to have thriving businesses. I mean, if you don't have a thriving, if you don't have thriving businesses in a community, that community will dry up. 
So when I talk to business leaders, yeah, if you, if you want to be philanthropic, that's great. But I think you can run a well-run business and treat your team and your customers exceedingly well. And that's a gift to the community. That's one of the things I love about Belay. That's one of the things I saw when Brian and Shannon put on those cheerleading outfits and, yeah. and all that. Because one of the questions specifically to, to, to talk to your, your, your question, Tricia, is a, a question I think every leader needs to ask is, what does it feel like to work here? Mm-hmm. What does it mm-hmm. yeah. feel like to work here? And the reason it's so important to treat your staff exceedingly well is how the team is treated is eventually how the customer is treated every single time. I mean, you, we could have business leaders that would say, we have the best customer strategy in the world. But if they have a dysfunctional staff and a dysfunctional staff culture, it eventually will flow to the customer, I saw that when I worked at Chick-fil-A, when we would go to different competitors and we would even go to our own stores. I would walk up to the counter and I could tell how the person behind the counter was being treated mm. because it was flowing right to me. So when I talk about doing good for goodness sake and doing good is good for business, what I mean is, is that seeing people as people who have dreams, who have hopes, who have worries and fears, and how can a business platform serve people and serve them really, really well. And especially in my former industry in quick service restaurant industry, you could see that sales results were tied into employee retention. Mm -hmm. And employee retention is so high in the QSR category. But one of the reasons Chick-fil-A is thriving is because their employee retention rate is so incredibly low. And you know why that is? It's because for the most part, those team members are treated incredibly well. There are people out there who this idea of doing good, like you said earlier, feels a little squishy. Mm-hmm. Feels like a pastor is telling them to do good. They're having a hard time of looking at the profitability. And perhaps themselves, they're not used to the idea of doing something good. So you kind of said it has to come from the leadership team. The leadership team has to value, just like Brian and Shannon value us, and they have to be fun and they have to communicate that so it can trickle down. But I think there's probably some leaders out there who are listening who who probably don't know how to do that. They maybe don't even know, going back to the the title of of your your business and your book, they don't even know really what they're for. You know, they're they're for profits. So it's like switching over, helping them switch over that really doing good is good for business. So how do you work with individuals, leaders, and shift that mindset? Well, I ask them two questions, Lisa. The first is, what do you want to be known for? What, what is your business known for? That's your unique vision. That's your unique strategy you want to bring to the marketplace. The second question is, what are you known for? Mm-hmm. And so that's the customer's reflection back to whether or not you were delivering on question number one. So the reality for any business is there's typically a gap. There's a gap between what you want to be known for mm-hmm. and what you are known for. And the gotcha. goal for any leadership team, really the goal for any team, should be to come to work to every every day and to shrink the gap between what we want to be known for and what we are known for. Because there's a gap with any organization because there's, there's no perfect organization. There's no perfect people. But the reason that leaders need to be for people is the way that you close the gap between the, those two questions is you have to be for four groups of people. You have to be for the customer. 
You have to be for the team. You have to be for the community. You have to have a larger purpose in mind because if your goal in today's world, if your goal is just to stay in business, you won't. Because again, in a competitive landscape, customers are asking, who are you and what are you doing? And then ultimately, you need to be for you. One of the best gifts you can bring to your team is a healthy and inspired you. And so what I teach leaders and and, and owners and and pastors as well is that if you want to create an others-focused business, which is where you need to go, then you've got to be for these four groups of people, for the customer, for the team, for the community, and for you. And for me, what happens is, is when you do that, it creates what I call um, an outside-focused perspective versus a company-focused perspective. Mm. And um, for example, when I was at Chick-fil-A, I would encourage operators to come out in front of the counter and see the business at noon when it was the busiest. And they would often say, Jeff, no, 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 you don't understand. This is my, I've got to be behind the kitchen. I'm like, no, no, no. I understand that. And you need to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you never see this from the customer's point of view, if you never see it from the team's point of view, if you never see it from the community's point of view, you're missing something sure. as a business yeah. leader. Yeah. And so I think ultimately when they experience, this is why I tell church leaders, churches close every single week and probably every single day. And the community just drives right on by because they never right. felt value beyond the four walls of the church. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, You've got to get beyond the, the four walls of the business. That will bring people into the business when you're genuinely and authentically for them. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, and what a unique time to even make a statement like that, right? Where a lot of the four walls are have so been dissipated because of the state of the world where um, businesses and churches are trying to figure out how to thrive without those walls. And so you talk a little bit about, in this same realm, the importance of meeting people where they are rather than asking them to come to you. So can you unpack that that concept a little bit and, and as far as that strategy for success in business? Well, I think I'm talking to the experts in terms of what this new <laughs> world is with LA for sure. But in fact, I was talking to a pastor in Australia. I'm, I'm helping some, some churches over there. Uh, and he said, the question they're asking right now is what can we do for our community? Because our community is, is no longer coming to us. We got to go to right, them. Sure. And, and that's exciting and that's great. But we should have been asking this question long before a, a global pandemic. And for, for me, I'll give you an example, is when we launched our church at Gwinnett Church, we bought this piece of property and the city said, you could put a sign up. This is Gwinnett Church coming soon. I said, that's exactly what I don't want to do. That's not the first statement I want to make. Mm -hmm. The first statement I want to make is just hashtag for Gwinnett. That's what we are. And I got feedback from people saying, hey, how are they going to know this is a church? How are they going to know this is, you know, a religious institution? And I said, exactly. They're not. They're going to have to figure it out. So what I want us to do is go into the community with T-shirts on that say we're for Gwinnett and live this message out. To me, this isn't a marketing slogan. It is who we are as we are genuinely and authentically for people. And that's why I tell business leaders, don't leave out the humanity of the business. I appreciate the technology. We're on technology today. Your business is based on technology. I love it. I launched the online experience at North Point Ministries, which is the organization I formerly worked with. So I love technology. But don't lose and miss the humanity of the business. And here's why. And this is going to sound like a pastor. I totally get this. All right, (laughs) but hang with me. At the end of your days, the end of your life, you want to stand for something more 
than just going to work for nine to five for yeah. a few bucks. You want, and, and, and business can stand for that. That's why it always bothered me when people ask me, you know, when did you decide to go into full-time ministry? I'm like, I was already in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And so for me, business is an opportunity to, to reach people. In fact, I tell business leaders, you, you're able to reach, I was jealous of business leaders. I said, you're able to impact people that, that as a pastor, I can't even get close to. Sure, yeah. So I just quit as a pastor and became an entrepreneur so I can reach people. <laughs> and get in front of more people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but for me, I think just practically speaking, it, uh, business is such a huge platform. But yeah. I think to tell people now, Hey, we want to go out in the community. And one of our social media strategies at Gwinnett Church was to talk, and I tell this to business leaders as well, talk more about your customer and your community than you do yourself. Sure. Because yeah. when I work with a lot of organizations, I'll look at their Instagram feed and I'll show it to them and I'll say, now hang with me. This is going to sound a little critical, but if a business was a person, many businesses would be considered narcissists because as I look at your Instagram Feed. It's all about how great you are and how great your products are. And I get that. I totally understand that. But it says here that the hero here is you instead of saying the hero is who we're trying to serve. And there's a subtle shift there, but it's an important shift from a messaging standpoint to make. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's anybody better to ask this question than to um, just with your marketing background and the fact that you've worked in nonprofit for-profit and and now as an entrepreneur, but what is like a practical piece of advice that you could give somebody who's, you know, listening right now and they're going, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I need to be more people focused. I need to do that. But how, how do they change the messaging? What is something, what is like a small tweak that they can do relatively soon today, tomorrow, where they can start their, their clients, their customers start to feel that they are who is important not the business? Great question, Lisa. And this is going to sound a little smart alecky. So I don't mean it that way. <laughs> we okay. love smart alecks around here. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> I don't know if the smart alecky is a word, but there's another smart. And I, yes. didn't, I wouldn't want to say that. Right. So, um, I don't mean it to be flippant. would probably be a better flippant. word. Yeah, uh, flippant's a good word, yeah. So, but again, here's what I tell leaders. If you want to serve people and be for them, Here's my question. Do you genuinely like people? Mm-hmm. Are you, do you genuinely and are you genuinely and authentically for your customer or are you just trying to get something out of them? At the end of the day, would you be willing every now and then to lose money to keep a client just because it's the right thing to do? Right. It's a heart test for, mm-hmm. for, for, for leaders. Do you genuinely love people? There's a great book that I'm reading right now. It's called The Greatest Salesman uh, in the World. Have y'all read this book? No, Before, no, I don't think so. This book right here, it's several years old. It's the shortest book and it's the longest book. You have to actually, it has 10 habits in it and you have to read the habits three times a day for 30 days before you go on to the, the next oh, habit. So only on oh, habit number two. okay. This, this is going to sound like a pastor talking about, but, but, <laughs> but this is a business, you know, greatest salesman in the world. It says, I will greet each day with love in my heart. Now I don't, yeah. we, I know we don't like the word love in the business world. Okay. Hang with me. I will greet each day with love in my heart for the people that I come in contact with. And that's why I love what Andy Stanley says when he says, do for one, what you wish you could do for everyone. If you do that 365 days a year, that's 365 people every single day. And so practically speaking, I think there's a heart check, but for leaders specifically and businesses specifically, I would give you a very practical marketing 
suggestion. Mm -hmm. And that is most organizations forget the social in social media. They don't do social media. They do digital media. So when I, when I share this with, with particularly larger organizations, they, Trisha and Lisa, Lisa, they lose their minds. They're like, what do you say? We don't, I could show you my Instagram page. I could show you our Facebook page. And I'm like, no, 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 that's digital media. What I'm saying is you've got 89 comments here and you haven't responded to a single one of them. Right. So your customers are trying to talk to you and you're not talking back. The reason is, is because you've set up systems that the organization is the most important entity. So you're just pushing content out, which you need to push content out. You need to talk about your product, but there needs to be a balance. And those organizations that lift off their platform and go onto their customer's platform and communicate with them there, they're going to win. That's why smaller organizations can be more nimble and more effective on social media. That's why at Gwinnett Church, a lot of people didn't see our social media strategy because it was on other people's platforms because we were commenting. Sure. But when I left Gwinnett Church, one of the things that I heard uh, from people is, thank you for making this church feel so small. In other oh, words, wow. two campuses, large churches. But I would comment. I would, I would comment to people. I would say, hey, and here's something the organizations need to tell their customers or people they're serving. You need to tell them, I see you. I hear you and I believe in you. I yeah. see you, I hear you, and I believe in you. And ultimately, I am for you. So that's one marketing strategy, Lisa, yeah. that don't forget the social and social media. Yeah, there's an intimacy, you know, how you talk about making what's big feel very intimate and connected. Mm -hmm. You know, connection, especially nowadays, has become even more important to people as we are so disconnected. People are just craving that engagement and connection. So I, I totally see that. That's an excellent, excellent point. I love that. You're exactly right. In fact, when COVID hit, when I was still at the church, I got everybody together and said, all right, number one, here's the good news. Let's just keep doing what we're doing to be for our community. But then I handed out phone numbers of everyone in our church um, that we had information on. And I said, okay, I want all of us to start picking up the phone and calling people. Right. Yeah. And uh, I said, you're not going to get them. You're going to get their voicemail. But I just want to let yeah. you just say, hey, from Gwinnett Church, just touch your base. Just want to let you know uh, we're thinking of you today. Yeah. The feedback we got on this was unbelievable because people were saying, hey, I just can't believe that y'all would call me. And it's that trying to get, you know, hey, I see you out there. The mistake I made, though, is I told our staff that nobody would answer their phone. But since no one had anything else to do, <laughs> they were just home, everybody was answering their phone. Everybody. <laughs> they were on the phone for hours and days, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a great problem to have. That's a great problem to have. The small touches are, mm -hmm. are not small. Yeah, I love this. You're just speaking to my heart. I love people. I love doing for people. And I really hope that most businesses, most leaders who are hearing this podcast today really take this to heart and they switch their mindset and they just really embrace their clients and their customers. Because T, like you said, mm -hmm. people just want to feel that connection. We were created for connection right? That, that's what the body was all about was, you know, the church was for a connection. And I think that as people aren't able to visit their family members and see their friends, that if they need to purchase something, then they want to know that you understand how they feel. And so this is just really, really good stuff today. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. That's the word of the day. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us today. This has been awesome. I took away a lot of nuggets and I know that our listeners will too. So I appreciate your time.
Well, I'm so honored to be here. I apologize for saying smart alecky. I don't even know if that's a word. So, um, <laughs> it was probably better than the alternative that starts with an A. So we're going to give you a pass. <laughs> but I'm a big fan of what y'all are doing, and I hope to see y'all again soon. Yes. Thank you, Jeff. time we see Jeff. He has just so many good nuggets to share. I just really enjoy he's spending so time with fun. him. Yes. For someone who says he's not fun, I think he's fun. <laughs> I know, right? He's <laughs> like self-proclaimed you, unfun. <laughs> I bet you his wife and his kids would say just how fun he really is. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me, what did you take away from our conversation with Jeff today? Yeah. The thing that struck me the most was identifying as an organization or a person, right, um, what you are known for and then what you want to be known for and really the gap that sits between those two places mm-hmm. and that the, the idea that every day you show up to work to close that gap is yeah. that that who you are today, you are working towards what you want to be known for as an organization and a business. So I think we're all a work in progress. Organizations are a work in progress. And I just love how he really challenged, you know, challenged our listeners and us to say, you know, you show up every day to close that gap. So I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I had really never heard it said that way before, but yeah, it was a unique way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, for me, you know, kind of wrapping a whole bunch of stuff together is how he talked about, you know, so much, so many times larger businesses treat social media as just digital media, but remembering that your clients and your customers and your prospects want to know that you see them, you hear them, and you understand them. Yes, mega. Yeah. It's so important. I don't think people understand the value of a happy client, how that tenfold Right. It adds value to your organization, how they become your marketing. <laughs> when sure. people are talking, you know, one of the things he said also about being remarkable. Right. How he kind of broke that word up to be remarkable. I mean, you want to be an organization where your clients are able to remark what a great experience they've had with you. And then that bleeds into referrals. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's such a smart way to look at a great ROI practical reason of why doing good for your customers does good for your business. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you have to be remarkable. You have to give your clients something to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And that also means, and this even goes back to Donald Miller's story brand, is you not mm-hmm. being the hero either. Like you've got to yeah. put forth your client and your customer and they have to be the center of attention. And that is the reason why you continue to do good is so that they can be the center of attention and you not be that narcissist. I thought that was really good too. How yes. he said. Yes. So many businesses <laughs> on social media look like a bunch of narcissists. So. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and, and the, the focus on really treating people well and how that replicates into the, into yeah. your client base, right? So as leaders, yeah. like we're not on the front line. I don't have the opportunity to be talking and, and working with all of our clients. Our team does. And so yeah. that happy team, mm-hmm. right, is engaging with the client. So happy team, transfers into a great client experience, transfers into great clients who want to remark about how awesome you are. So, and that's something I think we do really well at Belay is um, we're super mindful that how we treat our team is of, so they know that they're important and that they Mm -hmm. matter. And and that translates, that's great marketing also. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, it's pouring into your culture, which is another one of the things we love to talk about. So, Hot topic. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. 
Well, I'm pretty sure we just recapped the whole conversation, which means that we both really, really enjoyed it. So guys, you know what time it is. It is time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure that taking action is easy. So with each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you forward. And today's next step is to download Jeff Henderson's Know What You're For toolkit. It includes four resources to help you more intentionally communicate and demonstrate that you are for your customers, your team, your community, and yourself. You'll get access to an organizational assessment to help you discover how effectively your team is being for others and a weekly social media plan to help you regularly celebrate your customers and team. The other resources will help you navigate and improve how you show up as a leader. This toolkit will help you close the gap between who you want to be and who people believe you are as both a person and an organization. That is a very robust download. So I'm, <laughs> I'm downloading it. That's a fabulous toolkit of goodies right there. And yeah. it, so download it now. Text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit one next step Thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you've enjoyed what you're hearing from us, and now we want to hear from you. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a review. We created this podcast to help you lead your team and grow your business. So we read every one of them. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.